Hi, my name is Sonia Abraham. I attend North Central University, and the assignment this week is Exploration of Cultural Bias and Difference Podcasts. If you were to initially ask me if I have any biases, what would be my response? Well, truthfully, I do have bias. But bias is a mindset that can be changed through education, time, proper understanding, and compassion. What exactly is my bias, you may ask? Well, specifically, I have trouble using the right pronouns when addressing persons who identify as transgender. From personal experience, I used the wrong pronoun and was called racist, transphobic, and uncaring. These descriptions made about me were disturbing as I felt they were far away from the truth because I consider myself to be a very open person with very little bias, but instead of taking it personal, I took steps to understand why a person would feel this way about me and how I can use what I have learned from this experience to resonate with athletes in sports psychology that identify as transgender. The first step involved me reviewing why statistics are necessary in sports psychology. The main reasons being to organize data, to describe data, and to make inferences based on data. When attempting to review statistical data uh, for the LGBTQ community, specifically transgender, when emphasis on transgender, I surprisingly got some to zero results. This lack of statistical data emphasizes that more attention needs to be given to the transgender group within sports. However, Anne Shook wrote an article to describe the five different types of bias in sports, and specifically, she noted that 40% of women face discrimination in sports based upon their gender, and 84% of American athletes have witnessed or experienced homophobia or transphobia in sports. She also noted that the opponents act or worry about athletes born male participating in women's sports as they feel this would give trans athletes an advantage. This is alarming as the Equality Act, which is an update to the Civil Rights Act, prohibits discrimination based on sexuality or gender identity. This bill that was passed on uh, May 17, 2019, it was a bipartisan vote, 236 to 173, and it prohibits discrimination and segregation based on sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity and a wide variety of areas. This bill allows the Department of Justice to intervene in equal protection actions in federal court on behalf of sexual orientation or gender identity. Protections extend to persons associated with another person 
who is a member of the protected class, or a perception or belief, even if inaccurate, that an individual is a member of such a protected class. The bill also prohibits the Religious Freedom Restoration Act of 1993 from providing a claim, defense, or basis for challenging such protections. The bill prohibits an individual from being denied access to a shared facility, including a restroom, a locker room, and a dressing room that is in accordance with the individual's gender identity. So in view of this, how can I change my bias? Yes, my bias. If I do not know the program pronouns for transgender, it is interpreted as a bias. Why is it important? Well, Jake Edwards of MTV International provides insight on this issue. Here's what Edward had to say. Why is it important to learn pronouns? Well, part of the transgender language is to address a person with respect. So deciding not to use the correct pronouns is a huge sign of disrespect. And a transgender person may feel unsafe in your company. The most popular pronouns used are they, them, he, and she. And gender neutral and gender have progressed and they have binary points now. So non-binary normally use the program, pronouns they and them and they think of gender as a spectrum. So asking a person what their pronouns are, it's not rude, but you must keep in mind that they and them, even though they're plural, they're used in the trans community as singular. So it takes effort on our part to show respect when we use them, and it's extremely disrespectful when they're used wrong. So the small effort on our part would be is learning the landscape of the language as it's ever evolving. And also um, identifying the different types of transgender. For example, you have non-binary, which is an umbrella term that encompasses many labels. Then you have gender fluid. Um, it's fluid instead of fixed. And then you have bigender, which identifies male, female, or other things. And then you have agender, which uh, has no gender at all. So each is unique to each person, and some use multiple pronouns. So it's good to ask which is uh, their preferred pronoun, because they change day by day as the person may fluctuate in their beliefs. So the takeaway that we want to get from this video is use the correct pronouns. It's not an option, and it's okay to ask which pronouns they prefer, and respect how the language is ever evolving, and always be open to learning new things. So after reviewing this video and speaking with a transgender person, they explain that it is rude to ask a person their real given name 
as that person considers that name as being dead. How so? Well, it took a lot of courage for a transgender person to come out and accept they are different and this is their identity going forward. So uh, they gave a good example and I'm going to relate this example to you because I understood it when they explained it in this manner. So for example, you have a tall, nice looking guy with dark hair and his name is Jonathan Smith. He enrolls in class and he tells the class he prefers to be called John. The class accepts it without hesitation and he's called John. When Heather Smith enrolls in class, he prefers to be called Bob. The class has trouble remembering Bob and refers to Bob as Heather and uses the wrong pronoun to describe Bob. What's the difference? It's us. It's our perception. Just because our eyes are accustomed to identifying gender doesn't mean we are using the correct pronouns or name for the transgender individual. Everyone, it appears, accepted the shortened nickname John for Jonathan without hesitation. Calling Heather Bob was a result of bias because of perception. Bob is male with long hair and has breasts and wears a skirt and identifies as male. But people call Bob out of his name using the wrong pronoun and because Bob has physical attributes that resembles a specific gender, non-transgender individuals are accustomed. This is where I need to be open and let bias go, as this can be divisive to a trans athlete. In sports psychology, I will encounter trans athletes and need to be cognizant using the correct pronouns because it's respectful, resonates with the athlete, and creates a safe and comfortable environment and promotes respect. Also having transgender material and participating in more studies for transgender can help us do our part in eradicating bias. Just like what Mr. Edwards said, it only takes an effort, which is about five minutes, to learn the pronouns or ask. Thank you.